Well, that's one thing I, I do. I don't possess any like mad skills. I'm just yeah. a, I'm a grafter. It's You're a doer. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's ingrained in me. And if I do something, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. I'm not going to beat around the bush. Don't overthink things. So you're not trying to think of what might happen in four yeah. months time or five months time yeah. or six months time. You tackle that challenge when it, when it arises. And if you're prepared to educate yourself, it goes a long way. Hi guys, welcome to the Property Developers Secrets podcast uh, with myself, Lloyd Girardi, and I'm joined by um, a guy that did our course back in, we are talking about this, but I think it's 2017, I think the maybe 16. was 16. Yeah, so quite a, quite a while ago, um, but he's basically come and done the uh, course again with his business partner or a uh, guy that works for him now, um, and yeah, basically been catching up and you've done some amazing things since Thank you. Uh, doing the course. Um, yeah. You've done the course, you came to our first ever retreat yeah. and you joined the mastermind for about 18 months as well, didn't you? So yeah, yeah. Um, just as a, a quick update for the guys watching and, and listening, who are you? What have you done since um, you basically did the course back in 2016? Right. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, you're going to cut my arms, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all natural. Yeah. <laughs> my name's Sean Branson. I'm a, a developer based in Rygate. Um, my... I was politely asked to leave school early. Um, I was, it was when they had um, like these the programs for naughty kids, basically. Yeah. And I, so I went to school two days a week and then went out to work three days. My dad was a builder, so I sort of was working with him. I'd done a bit of heating and plumbing. I quite enjoyed that because it was quite technical with the gas and whatnot. Yeah. What age were you? you say I was 14 when, when they 14. said, fuck off. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> politely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's not beat around the bush. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and yeah, but I, I wasn't academic. I played football. I, I'm, I'm entrepreneurial. I, I need to be moving all the time, and it just yeah, school school wasn't for me. I love learning, and and I, most of my education has come from from leaving school. And I had quite a bit of adversity growing up, and uh, some troubles, and I think that really shaped me to want to be successful. And there was an element of you know proving people people wrong, but and now it's just yeah, I love what I do. So since doing that, what, what's your achievement to date? What have you been well, doing in developments? Well, yeah, so I trained as a heating engineer, got my gas. I set up a heating business at 22, so I jumped straight into it. Um, and then I think shortly after, around 2011, I did my first refurb project. And I always knew I wanted to be into developments. And I remember like chatting to land agents or, you know, planning consultants just trying to understand it and I think they just laughed me out of the room initially They're like yeah. who who's this guy you're a fucking heating engineer yeah. plumber politely and right? it's probably age as well that was a factor of that as well like, yeah that was definitely that, people do, yeah 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 knowledge is key and you know I just was obsessed with learning and then I just went on a journey so prior to meeting you guys I've done done a garden grab in 2013 yeah and then shortly after that, I raised some finance in 2015. And how I raised the finance then to raising over 23 million pounds a day was very different. I just turned up with a bit of A4 bit of paper. And, but I had a, it's relationships. Yeah. And any business skills are transferable because that's what business is about, is about relationships. Yeah, absolutely. And so 23 million pounds raised. Yeah. Um, that's senior and private. About 40 million pounds of... Uh, GDB, so gross development value Circa, since yeah, 2016, yeah. which is yeah, that's incredible, uh, absolutely incredible. So. It's, you know, the, it's um, the compound factor, isn't it? Yeah. You, you, when you look at the chart and how that compounds over time. So, what happened for me was because I had a lot spinning at the time, and I was no pun intended of DJing and everything else <laughs> around it. Um, 
and I had the heating business, I had young family, I was trying to become a developer, I was just doing way too much. So I had to strip it back, which I did. And originally like focused, you know, we talked, you know, how you, how you split your time, you know, 70, 20, 10, or what it might be. Yeah. But I knew I had to focus on cash flow, which was the heating. I built that up to a fair size, you know, understood what it was like to employ people and all those skill sets. Um, and off the back, you know, from 2015 to sort of 2023, it's sort of curved and has come up. And the last few years is where it's really exponentially grown. We had Nutley Dean, which was um, a 14 and a half million pound site. We won two awards on that, Evening Standards, Surrey Awards, 30,000 square feet, 14 luxury barns, um, you know, five unit schemes, like bangers which are you know sort of two million pound in my area so the, yeah what we i've tried to build like both ends of the market some some sort of lower like more entry level stock and then the higher end stuff yeah which is yeah super like the, those yeah. numbers and those figures are, are fantastic yeah and um, when we first met you you were successful in your plumbing and heating company so much so you were ready to take the jump into bigger developments and things yeah um, so we obviously you did the, the property development secrets course yeah you came to Bali, which was our first ever retreat, which was not property related as such, but more um, mindset and giving you a, a bit of a plan for the next like next yeah. few years. Yeah. And I remember on that retreat there, you were the first session as well. So first session, first yeah. retreat, but we suggested that in order to get off the tools, you need to get rid of the van. Yeah, yeah. And I believe you put the van on Auto Trader that that yeah. sort of week, didn't you? Yeah, that was a, that was a that was a big jump for me. And you know, when you're so used to getting hands on, making that jump to come off the tools is such a big thing. And you, you know, as as subbies, we we take this sort of pride of honour that no one can do it better than me. Yeah. And that that approach, but you do have to let go. Employing people is hard in any business, but with time, you do you create a team and you create the culture of what you're looking for. Yeah, and you were ready to to let go. It wasn't like it was. Uh, yeah. uncalculated or anything. Oh, well, no, so, I, so, I, so I totally had enough and my yeah. um, I played a lot of football when I was younger so my knees have always struggled so if you're a heating engineer you're on your knees and your back a lot so that had taken its toll and I was ready to make the jump and yeah. I was working on myself a lot you know I was reading I was educating myself and I was ready to to take that that step and I probably wasn't ready prior to that so yeah. timings were, were, were perfect. So follow that retreat um, you were off the tools what was the next steps for you? So you're on the mastermind as well, and I think you actually really used the mastermind well. Yeah. So I remember your investor pack that you created first, your offer yeah. packs that you created. Um, I believe you were one of the first to actually print those out to hand to people. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, we still teach that today, but yeah, yeah. I think you were very clever in how you did it. Yeah. Um, well, that's one thing I, I do, I don't possess any like mad skills. I'm just, yeah. a, I'm a grafter. It's ingrained, you're a doer. Yeah, yeah it's, absolutely it's, doer. it's ingrained in me. And if I do something, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. I'm not going to beat around the bush. Yeah. So if someone shows me something, I'm going to take it, I'm going to try and improve it and do it to the best of my ability. And that's all you ever can do, right? Yeah, and that's what we see that like, our most successful people are people that just sort of do what we tell them to do. Yeah. Um, don't overthink things. So you're not trying to think of what might happen in yeah. four months time or five months time yeah. or six months time. You tackle that challenge when it, when it arises. Um, but you get over the first point and then yeah. you like, to find a site you've got to find a site yeah. so then, then when you've got a site you've got to find money so that's mm -hmm. your next challenge and then when you're on site there's a challenge that comes up so it's always tackling the challenges as it, as it comes yeah um, I think that the two the two finding the sites and I get asked that a lot finding yeah. the sites and finding the money come hand in hand because you don't want to find a site and then not be able to have the money so yeah. it, and it takes time to build relationships with investors I think you need all of those touch points because it's, it's, as much as it is for them it is for you because the last thing you want to do is be 
in bed with someone that you might not share the same values with or trust and you know you can be in a development deal as you know Lloyd for you know 12 months yeah. 15 18 24 it, it really varies depending on the site so how did the master one really help you get started oh it feels like a long time ago now yeah. um i i think when you're in a room and in that environment it's the people it's the, the people that you're you're socializing with and the feedback and you had dave ravenscroft didn't you yeah. and, and he was i mean uber successful right very uh, and i was very open and candid about my my upbringing and where i'd been and where i'd come from and that was the first time i'd shared that and shared some of the adversity that i had and it always stuck out to me what he said to me was success isn't what you have success is what you overcome yeah uh, and that, that is so so true um so yeah, and then obviously we, we timed-lined what we were, were planning to do. One thing I would say on that is, it's the Grant Cardone, and I know he's a bit of a, well, yeah. he's a bit much for some people, yeah. he is for me at times, but his, te- his book 10X is brilliant, yeah. and that was the sort of principle, and I do buy into that, but I do think people get really disheartened quite quickly when actually, all right, you might say it for 12 months, but it doesn't really matter if it's going to take... It, it, everything always takes longer. Yeah. And especially in our game, right, with planning and everything, all the other considerations. So don't be disheartened if it does take too long. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's that compound factor that we started talking about earlier. It was really sort of like 2018, 2019, where things started to pop, reputation, contacts, and it's just a numbers game. You know, who's gonna, how many doors are you going to knock on? How many letters are you going to send? Agents yeah. and all these things compound over time. So I think a lot of people underestimate what, sorry, overestimate what they can achieve in a year, yeah. but underestimate what they can achieve in five years because of yeah. the compound effects. Yeah. Like they think, oh, I'm going to be a millionaire in a year yeah. and I'll do five million in five yeah. years. So actually it's probably 600 grand or whatever, 500 yeah. grand in the first year and 10 million after yeah. five years. And you're proof that what, yeah. seven years later, yeah. you're doing 40 million pounds worth of development. Like, would you have thought you were doing 40 million pounds seven years ago? Yeah. I probably would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm quite. I'm, 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 I'm. You have to believe in yourself, yeah. and I am ambitious, and I've always obtained a lot of my goals, whether it be through music or you know, I'll just push for that. Yeah, um, which that's is, forty million pound over a period of time as well, right? That's yeah, not absolutely. Just, yeah, just, yeah. Just, just overnight. But it takes tenacity. Oh, it like, does. It, you, you know, have to be tenacious. You, you've to be got to want to get up every day. It's yeah. any anyone in elite sport or business or whatever it might be. It's, it's just that consistency. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you say is, apart from being tenacious, is the key to your success? Um, oof, there's so much. There's so much. And there's so much that I've learned in the last two years that I've taken with me through working with new investors. You know, when I look at my construction sites, how we manage our construction programs, procurement schedules, then what feeds into our monthly CVRs, our P&Ls. And, and that didn't come naturally to me. Yeah. I'm fucking heating engineer, right? So, yeah. so it didn't come naturally to me, and I'm, and it, you know, I have to push myself. But it's so important that you know your numbers, that your your, your business, you understand the detail of it. Um, yeah. yeah. So, it just takes, before we recorded this this podcast, you said, "Oh, the last two years have been fantastic." And is that you? You did. You said, "Oh, let's just record," and I'll tell you. Well, what? so I, I think up until. Well, it was just about the time that Liz Trust spat her toys out. You know, we, yeah. we sold a lot of stock. I had two more two more plots left at Nutley. They still sold at the end of the end of that year, so it didn't affect me. And yeah, this this year has definitely come with its challenges. Um, fortunate that we've got a good team in place, um, that we had the success, and you know, it's yeah, managing your cash flow and, and all the other stuff that comes with it. Like we've had quite a few delays through councils, and that's been a real 
that's been a stickler and that's yeah. been hard to manage. And there are ways you can de-risk your developments and there's certain things that, you know, understanding what your principles are and, and how you're going to manage them and manage the councils. Um, the, some of the delays, I think, was probably me that could have been avoided in the sense that I shouldn't have bought a site with consent without clearing my conditions. And that is a principle going forward that I'll yeah. just make sure that I have free, like, try and negotiate three months. Because then when you're going out for your drainage surveys or it might be ecological, arbicultural, whatever they might be, I just would wrap them up before I buy a consented site. But we're looking at all sorts, Lloyd, from you know option agreements, uncon sites to, to, to buying stuff with a ticket. I've bought a lot of sites with, with consent and they have, they've served me really well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we teach people to to mitigate as much risk as to buy a site with planning. Yeah, um, but like I say, you've got to make sure those conditions are satisfied as well. Yeah, um, well, because the trouble is, when you go through to that council, you're in their hands, and if yeah. you can't get on site, and you know there are there are certain things you can do, you know, deem discharge. There's a lot of things you can control. Yeah. There's a lot of things you can't control. Yeah, um, but you can try and push them along a little bit. But yeah, yeah. unfortunately, dealing with councils, um, yeah, sometimes yeah. it can take a while. Sometimes you've got to chase them. Yeah. So again being tenacious is actually chasing the council and asking them to yeah uh, have you looked at this can you see this uh, also as well in that situation like what we've done on previous sites is we'll send them an email saying look you're not coming back to us we haven't heard from you for x number of weeks months we're starting yeah and then you know you, if they don't, they don't want to respond to you there's not much more you could do yeah um key one there is if you're going to buy a site with consent make sure you're ready to get on site the next day or within reason you know have things you know, have your demo in place have your you know your, your civils and your structural foundations drawings so that you can go on site straight away yeah and so that's what i had done prior but where i've probably got a little bit ambitious and you know yeah. you sort of grow a bit don't you and then you, sometimes you strategically decide to pull it back in so when you're talking about starting on site straight away like it, it's not as black and white as doing that so you've got pre pre-commencement conditions that you've got to satisfy so without getting into technicals and details yeah. um you can what you're saying you, you're basically delaying um, the completion of it until exactly. you've stopped, satisfied them. Yeah. That's how you've been so doing what the I would, What I would do and what I've done previously and what I'll do going forward is exchange delayed completion and make sure that I've I've got ahead of the game with my, my technical pack, basically, my yeah. architect's drawings. You go to an architect, right, and they get busy, and next thing you know, you're chasing them for months on end and you can't get on site because you haven't got working drawings. You can't go out to procurement because yeah. you need your drawings. It's, it's, a, it's a real, real problem. Yeah, so, and time on site from a development point of view, the longer you're on site, the yeah. more it's going to cost. So it's yeah. a very clever way of it, well, delaying that, the development finance. It's that burn rate's going up each month. Like, what is your monthly burn? So Nutley, at its peak, would have been 60 grand a month. Now, yeah. we never got to that, but you want to, you want to beat that S-curve. Yeah. And you're only going to do that by all of your upfront stuff, all your, you know, all your, your procurement and all your technical information needs to be done up front. And I'm just speaking from experience and mistakes I've made. Yep. I'm not sitting here as you're saying, you know, I've made these mistakes and that's how I can sit here and say the best process to having a successful development is. Yeah. And that's why we do these podcasts. That's why we get people like yourself on. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you've done fantastically, but you have made mistakes. We've made mistakes. 100%. Everyone's made mistakes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you're listening to this podcast, yeah. then hopefully that one nugget of information might be think something that you think actually in my next site yeah i might try that tactic or i might do that because yeah 60 grand a month is not what you want to be spending no and you don't want to get there and you can avoid getting to that yeah. peak burn you know you want to get your sales in so how are you going to manage that what's your target uh, show home date that's you know because people want to touch and feel especially in a slow market Nutley, we were very fortunate that we sold a lot off plan but in this market it's, it's sluggish so people yeah. want to walk around the finished product and as soon as you can give them that, you can get your sales locked in, you can get into legals, 
I mean, legals is another topic that, you know, we've learned some real lessons on. Making sure your contract packed is ready to go. So as soon as you've got a buyer, it goes to their, their solicitor straight away. Everyone pushes for a 28-day exchange. And, and then you know if it's dragging, dragging, well, you need to go back on the market because otherwise yeah. you're just going to get dicked around for, for months on end. Yeah, absolutely. So look, on the time recording, actually, this is the 2nd of November, which is where the interest rates have just been released again. Um, and they've stayed at 5.25%. So I'm hoping yeah. next few months is going to be a good... Well, they're going to start buying again. I think people yeah. are going to start to think, You're actually, confident. this is normal. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, I, I am. I'm, I'm confident that people... Not now, because it's November, yeah. it's December. Yeah. January, absolutely. Yeah. And actually, the biggest time for people to look for houses is between Christmas and New Year. Yeah. Um, it's very busy because people are off work yeah. and think, right, Christmas is over. Yeah. Next thing we want to do is look at a new house. So I think the interest rates, yeah, they've held. I'm hoping, mm. I'm not confident, I'm not saying this is what's <laughs> going to happen, but my theory is that it's going to be yeah. better this year, uh, next year than it has been uh, yeah. this year. Um, and certainly by the end of 2024, the interest rates will hopefully have yeah. come down. I think they'll table for a period of next year. And yeah. then, you know, it depends what happens in government. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it, was it, are we in a crash? No, I think we're in a correction and I think it needed to happen because you look at the, the, the fact yeah, well, this was. is normal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. This is normal. Zero point two five percent interest rates is not normal. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I think the new normal will be three four percent, and people will have to learn to, to live with that. And I think prices are reflecting that now. They're not. Uh, the thing I always remain positive about, and, and for what we build, is is there'll always be a demand for good quality houses. Yeah. So know your market, know where you're where you're building in. Um, I think if you're building flats right now, it's a bit of a problem. But it depends yeah. what your strategy is, right? Because build-to-rent looks different to what a build-to-sell model does. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think that if you're listening to this, watching this, I'd love to know your thoughts and comments of what the interest rate's going to do. So is it going to be a buyer's market? Is it not? Um, so yeah. See, this is know. all relevant though, right, isn't it? Because if you're, yes, you might lose a little bit on what you're selling, but then what you're buying, you're probably going to get yourself a better deal. So oh, it's, it's all just scaremonger. Everyone picks yeah. up the news and then it's like, oh, fuck. But UK property is pretty resilient. Yeah, we, might, we there are a lot more external factors right now with the war in Ukraine, COVID, Brexit, we're still picking up the pieces on. Yeah. But long term, I back the UK real estate market. Yeah. Well, property in the UK has proven that it's a fantastic investment long term. Yeah. Um, there's always something going on. So you, the Brexit, there's wars, there's um, COVID. Yeah. Something is always happening. Yeah. So in fact, news just bring up something just for the sake of news. Yeah. So there's always something going on. Um, you just got to get over it. Yeah. You just got to get over it and actually think about how you're buying things now. So yes, it is a buyer's market, but you yeah. don't just buy things for the sake of it yeah. because we're saying it's a buyer's market. You've still got to buy right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's you've got to be calculated. And I think knowledge is is power to be able to help you progress. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, I think you can de-risk what you're doing. You know, you need to know your numbers, your bill costs, like what you plan to exit for. And yeah, cool. But you need the right team in place, um, and if you're prepared to educate yourself, it goes a long way. So, anyone listening to this that's on the fence, think about shall I, shan't I? What would yeah. you say to them? Yeah, if, if you're if you're if you're passionate about something and you believe in it, then you're gonna you're gonna succeed in it, aren't you? If you come in with heart, like put your foot half foot in, then then don't fucking bother. Yeah. But if you're prepared to like roll your sleeves up, graft, take a few hits along the way, because that's the thing about developing is you're not going to get everything right, unfortunately. 
and it's hard to take that and you do push for it but there is going to be a site that planning is going to cost you a little bit more there are some factors but just control what you can control and do your best and yeah. be efficient be on it be in the detail be just you've got to be all over you've got to be obsessed haven't you yeah yeah has it been worth it i like yeah yeah i mean look like, for me i always wanted to build houses so you know even from a young age i wanted to build my own house i did that you know, which I just won an award on as well. So yeah. won three awards now, and, and yeah, I still I've got another self build in me. It's yeah. quite stressful because I main contract myself. Yeah, but it looks awesome. I've seen. Yeah, it. yeah thank it you, man. Awesome. Yeah, I, yeah, it's this wicked, and um, I'm I'm really proud of it. My wife's happy. I told her that we should sell it last week, and she was not happy. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, but look, we could do this, and she was like, like, fuck off. No, no, no. <laughs> no, so how can people follow you? How can people see what you're doing? Um, Instagram, Sean Branton. Um, yeah. yeah, Instagram, Virtue Property Group. Yeah, across all of our channels, Virtue Property Group or, or Sean Branton. Cool. So we'll um, drop them in the comment, in, in the description yeah, or show cool. notes. So, yeah. yeah, if you want to follow Sean, follow him. Thank you. Appreciate it, mate. It's been good to see you again. Yeah, yeah, pleasure. Yeah, keep it up. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Look forward to seeing you soon. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Bye.